Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for September 17, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. The big game will be played on Saturday, which will have a big effect on the national championship chase as uh, Bergen Catholic out of New Jersey, number 20, hosts number 16, IMG Academy out of Florida. And uh, on the show tonight, we will talk with Kevin Wright, the head coach at uh, IMG Academy in Florida. Uh, lots of people, you know, uh, with a lot, lot of thoughts when it comes to IMG Academy. They are able to get players from around the country. Uh, and they, uh, in some cases, people said, oh, they shouldn't be nationally ranked. They play the top schedule or one of the top schedules in the country, and we have them at number 16. I don't think there's anybody in the country in the national rankings that uh, took a stand saying, oh, they shouldn't be in there. We're going to talk to Kevin Wright, who has a lot of great takes, including he's going to talk about uh, whether there should be a super conference or not. And Kevin is pretty definitive about it. He thinks there is a super conference that will uh, envelop all the, uh, the top private schools around the country. And he says that that could be as close as uh, five years away. So uh, Kevin Wright coming up. He's also going to talk about his dad, uh, Larry Bud Wright, in his 50th season out of uh, Sheridan, Indiana. Tiny Sheridan, Indiana. Trish Hoffman and I were there back in 09. It's a quaint little town uh, about 35 miles outside of Indianapolis, uh, north of Indianapolis nine-time state champs, and uh, Kevin has some good bloodlines there with his dad. His dad is the uh, winningest coach in Indiana high school football history. He's also closing in on win number 400, and we're going to talk to uh, Kevin about his dad and the things that he's learned from him. So uh, a look at that Bergen Catholic IMG game, talking about the Super Conference. That's in the second half of the show. We'll start the show in Jersey uh, with St. Joseph Regional, the Green Knights, off to a great start. They're off to a 2-0 and start. They're the uh, the school. There are two St. Joe's there, and uh, this one is in Montvale, New Jersey, part of the Big North United, the great conference in uh, northern New Jersey there. And uh, St. Joe's has uh, had the, uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's definitely not the pleasure. Uh, imagine this, opening your season against Don Bosco Prep, having to play the first game of the year as a league game, and then uh, in week three you play uh, your second league game against uh, DePaul. Very good program there with a lot of top-notch talent. Uh, Augie Hoffman will be on the show to uh, uh, join us to talk about uh, his program, what they've been able to do in the early going, and what's ahead. They've got a sophomore quarterback uh, that's looking pretty darn good, picking up those two wins. Last week they beat uh, St. Edward, uh, St. Edward uh, number 16 at the time in the top 25. Uh, for those of you not familiar with our top 25, we use a proprietary algorithm. We've been doing it since 2013. Uh, it's uh, It's been pretty darn accurate, i got to say so. I mean, one of the examples is we have um, we've had LaSalle out of Ohio in the uh, in the top 12 they began the season uh, preseason top 12 and uh, everybody was thinking it was Colerain out of Ohio that was the big team well LaSalle took down Colerain last week 39-36 uh, so uh, check it out we're always first to market Sunday is when we put out our uh, national top 25 we also uh, do a California a statewide top 25 SoCal which is where we're based we have a Southern California top 25 and just this week we unveiled for the first time using our algorithm our regional ranking so we continue to expand the algorithm and give you uh, the 
best view of uh, who are the best teams in America. And we also do our uh, compilation poll with all the national ranking services that come out on Wednesday. So, uh, again, good show tonight. We're going to have a, uh, a great chat with, uh, with two coaches that have big games this weekend. And uh, speaking of uh, this weekend, we want you to uh, take the time this weekend to check out our sponsors, our partners here at High School Football America, uh, beginning with ScoreStream. Get all your scores uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday by going to High School Football America and check out ScoreStream. It's a great application, too, that can give you fun at the game. While you're at a game, you can score along. Uh, it's free. You can get it in the uh, App Store, the iTunes, and Google Play. And uh, go to scorestream.com to learn more. And again, we break out our scores in, in many different ways. Uh, top 25 scoreboard right on the home page. You can also find it in the navigation tab. And we do state-by-state -state scoreboards with the help of ScoreStream. So check them out this weekend. Also throughout the weekend, love to uh, throw them up on Twitter. Our good friends at USA Today High School Sports, uh, Josh Barnett and company. Uh, we have a partnership with them and uh, just love giving them our two-minute drill. Uh, that airs every uh, Tuesday and Thursday on uh, usatodayhss.com. Uh, check out the Super 25. They've been doing it the longest. They're the granddaddy, and Jim Halley does a wonderful job with that. So check out usatodayhss.com throughout the weekend. And, of course, uh, our uh, other partners, Echo, Crossover, and TDI. Echo, coaches, um, show and tell is what I put out on Twitter this week with Echo. Uh, instant replay on your sideline without a data plan, without Wi-Fi, a cellular connection. Echo created instant replay on the sideline. Believe whatever you want, but the truth is they did it. They are the leaders when it comes to uh, instant replay on the sideline. Show and tell. Hey, kids these days, you know, we all say that, you know, our generation was better than this generation or whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is kids these days love technology. In this case, you no longer have to do the X's and O's on the blackboard or the grease board, whatever you're using still. Use the iPad and show the player. Did he miss the block? Did he run the right route? It's all there for you eight seconds after the play. Play ends. Echo 1612. Crossover. That's going to save you a ton of time on game planning. And, uh, you know, coaches, after, you know, your Friday night game or your Saturday, whatever you're playing, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you have to break down your game film and then start working on the, uh, the, the scouting report, the game film for your upcoming opponent. Well, crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football for a five free minute demo that will show you how you can save yourself time and money by using their breakdown service that will break down in very, very minute detail uh, your film and your opponent's film. It's it's like having a you know a GA a, you know college uh, programs have a you know a film guy. Well, that's what you can have with crossover, and they are doing a wonderful job. I've said this over the uh, probably a, the last month. I took a trip to Florida with them when the Miami Dolphins held their uh, media day for South Florida, and every coach we talked to, a lot of them are using it, and those that weren't that were seeing it for the first time said we need to be using it. I remember the uh, head coach at Pompano Beach said. Uh, to me while we were interviewing him about the upcoming season. He said, this thing is incredible. He said, people, if you don't know about it, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I feel the same way about both Crossover and Echo. They can make, uh, they'll give you a competitive edge when it comes to this season. It's not too late. Go to Crossover.com with a K, Crossover.com forward slash football for your free demo. And you can get to Echo 
and to uh, and to uh, crossover by going to our website at highschoolfootballamerica.com and just clicking on the banner ads there on the homepage. And last but not least, they've been with us the longest, and we love these guys at Southern Sport. The TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. Quite honestly, folks, I, I'm telling Joey Tykert and company, they need to get a, a reporter brand for me. You know, cool colors, too. They've got 23 of them. They need a high school football America, maybe a red, white, and blue spat for me that I can put over my shoes, my sneakers, because every time I come home after shooting a game or going out to the practice field, we have a lot of, uh, you know, field turf out here in Southern California. I am, you know, clicking those pellets out before I walk in the house. Uh, they've been laying around the house. I found a couple of them. They don't always come out. And by the way, they hurt sometimes. Some of these fields have, you know, older pellets in them and uh, darn it, they hurt. You know, <laughs> they get a little hard, a little old, they get hard and they hurt your feet. So uh, check out the TDI Razor folks at TDIRazor.com. Razor is spelled with a U R A Z U R. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your order. Again, 23 great colors from the good folks at Southern Sport. Do check them out. And uh, don't forget to check out all of our social media as we get ready for our first interview coming up here. Uh, check us out on Twitter. You can hit us up at HSFB America. Uh, Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash High School Football America. Our YouTube channel, tons of video on there we're putting up. And we have a great feature coming up tomorrow on Brock Johnson, the uh, quarterback at Mission Viejo out here in Southern California. Uh, his uh, dad, his uncle, his granddad, they're all coaching him right now. And uh, dad, uh, you know, played at uh, UCLA and also at uh, Michigan State. His uncle Rob played in the NFL for, I think, about a decade. And his grandfather, one of the winningest coaches in uh, Southern California, in California history for that matter, but Mission Viejo, the uh, the hometown team of uh, Mark Sanchez and uh, Carson Palmer was there for a little bit before going to uh, Santa Margarita. So, Good story coming up, but check us out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash HSFB America. Great highlights from last week's big game that we checked out here in Southern California. Number three, Corona Centennial taking on Orange Lutheran from the Trinity League. Uh, 35-14, the Huskies win it. But uh, game much closer than that. A couple of uh, interesting things that happened in the game that uh, uh, could have had it be a different outcome. But uh, check out the highlights at highschoolfootballamerica.com. All right, taking a break. When we come back, Augie Hoffman from St. Joseph in uh, Montvale, New Jersey, St. Joseph Regional High School, the Green Knights. And a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk with uh, Kevin Wright, the uh, leader at IMG Academy. A lot of stuff on the show. Don't go away. Taking a break. When we come back, it's going to be Augie Hoffman in New Jersey at St. Joe's Regional. That and more. You're listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. 
the list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. turf rubber pellets be gone. The debris inhibitor razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The debris inhibitor razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football.
High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today. Check out the Super 25 by going to usatodayhss.com. Well, we start the show tonight in the Garden State. We talked about it at the top of the show. St. Joseph Regional out of Montvale, New Jersey. Off to a wonderful start with a meat grinder of a schedule. 2-0, they're number 15 in the High School Football America. Top 25 under our algorithm. And uh, Augie Hoffman, the uh, second-year coach, is uh, on the line to talk about everything the Green Knights have done right and what's still ahead of them. The season's not over, as they say. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks a lot, Jeff. How you doing? Uh, doing really, really well. And uh, let's uh, before we dive into the season, let's kind of set things up for the listeners here. You're an alum of St. Joe's. You were handpicked by uh, Coach Tony Karsich, a legendary coach in New Jersey, who's still the athletic director there. And uh, uh, let's let's talk about your return because uh, you were kind of handpicked by Coach Car- Coach Karsich, which uh, brings some uh, some uh, expectations, I guess, with it. So let's go back to uh, getting the job and, uh, and and becoming the man. What what are some of the things that uh, uh, Coach Karsich taught you that are part of your coaching skill set today? Well, I think the biggest thing that we've spoken about, and before I was even head coach, was you know not compromising the program and the kids for anything. You know, we've always, you know, he's always done things, you know, you'll hear him say it often, we do things the right way here. Sometimes it's not the easy way, but it's the right way. And, um, you know, that's something that was always stuck in the back of my mind. Uh, you know, you never want to sacrifice the program never want to sacrifice the kids' well-being. We always want to put them in the in the position to be successful, and uh, you know we, I've tried to do that in the last you know year year and a quarter here. Yeah, with a uh, ten and three record after eight and three uh, in the first year, coach only has three hundred and thirty eight victories all time in his, <laughs> his thirty eight years. He got a ways to go. One of the one of the funniest things that I read though uh, in one of the articles, I think it was in the Star Ledger when you got the job, he said, "Well, l- look at Augie. He's got he's got all American good looks. He was an all American student. <laughs> talk talk about a compliment and something you got to live up to." Uh, do, do you remember that comment from him? And what you think when you read that? <laughs> I'll tell you what sticks out the most is we had a very candid conversation. He says, you know, if you coach for 30 years and you win 10 games every year, you still haven't caught it. <laughs> and uh, I think, I think that, that puts it in perspective right there. Uh, absolutely does. Augie Hoffman on the line tonight uh, talking St. Joseph Regional High School football. Uh, they've grown uh, in the last two weeks into uh, the national rankings in, in most of the national polls at this point, and you've done it with impressive wins. Uh, Don Bosco Prep, your a Thanksgiving rival moved to the first game of the season, and then St. Edward last week. Let's let's talk about um, you know Bosco, and I guess we got to combine that with a couple of things. So normally you play them on Thanksgiving because of your out of state and non league schedules. You kind of moved it to Week One. Big North United, and you play Bosco to start. What what was that like to prepare for? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it, it was tough. I mean, you know, when I said it earlier in the week. Uh, you know, when you. New Jersey football is defined by Don Bosco. For what they've done in the last 10 to 12 years, they've put New Jersey on the map, and they really had the blueprint for the national success that, that New Jersey is starting to garner. Um, you know, so opening up the season with a big North game at that, of that magnitude was, was very, very strenuous. 
the bigger issue was they didn't have much of a preseason. They had one preseason game coming into our game. So we didn't have a lot to go off of, uh, especially with them having a new offensive coordinator and Mike Teal. Uh, we weren't really sure what we were going to get. Uh, defensively, but, you know, they haven't changed. So that was that was a little bit of a plus. But, you know, it, a lot of uncertainty going in as to what we were going to see week one from their offense. You walk away with a 17-7 win. Uh, again, for people that don't know New Jersey football, and, and I told you before, I grew up in Pennsylvania. You know, I get, you know, Turkey Day football, Thanksgiving rivalries and all that. It's great, and Jersey has so many of them. Uh, did it feel any different playing week one versus on Thanksgiving? Uh, it, it did in a sense because, it, you know, a lot of times, and, and if you understand New Jersey football, that ninth game doesn't mean anything. It, you know, mm-hmm. it all, it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a bragging right type of thing. And, and for previous years, us being in group three, uh, we weren't going to see Bosco in the playoffs. So it was just another, you know, season game that was getting us ready for a state championship at the time. Um, now, moving up to group four and playing in week one, it had – much greater ramifications, you know, PowerPoint rankings, state rankings, um, you know, where where we could potentially end up in the playoffs. Uh, so it, it had a lot more riding on it than just the bragging right factor. Yeah, sure. And uh, no, no cupcake to start there. Augie Hoffman on the line <laughs> tonight. St. Joe's Regional, uh, the Green Knights. And uh, we'll talk about the, the big win over St. Ed's in a second. But you talked about uh, going into the Bosco game. Uh, there were a lot of unknowns. You, you kind of had an unknown. You've got a sophomore quarterback in, in Nick Patty, and we're going to talk about some of the rest of the kids. But let's let's talk about, uh, you know, being the coach of a sophomore quarterback with a, a schedule that you guys have and an opening the way you did. Tell me a little bit about Nick's uh, progression through the first couple of weeks. Uh, you know, well, Nick's a very heady kid. He's very bright. Um, we saw him get better every week throughout the preseason, which was very encouraging to us. Um, we have not been in a situation. You know, we've been in a situation before. Uh, we started Spencer Allcamp, who graduated uh, in 2000. Was, you know, his last season was 2013. He started as a sophomore for us. So we're not unfamiliar with playing a young guy. Um, but that being said, the, sched- the magnitude of the schedule has increased so much, and obviously coming out of the gates with a game like Don Bosco, you, you wonder about his psyche and how he's going to fare uh, in-, in the limelight, and he did a great job. Talking St. Joseph Regional Football tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today. Uh, St. Joe's, uh, 12 state championships in the last 15 years, five in the last seven. You heard Coach say they're moving from uh, Group 3 to Group 4, which is the largest in the state. And uh, let's let's talk about uh, St. Ed's. Uh, you, you, you guys had uh, you know a tough one down the stretch, which may toughen you up as you go along here. Uh, the defense, which I read coming into the season you felt was your strength, did a job there stopping a two-point conversion uh, late in the game and then after an onside kick coming up with another stop tell me about the defense and let's get some kids names in there that uh, are doing the job for you sure um you know our defense first of all we have to give a ton of credit to our defensive coordinator bill johnson uh he's with us this is his first year with us he's been a head coach he's been at the college ranks and uh, he's been a huge huge upgrade to our staff um so you know my hat's off to him every week he's he's prepared and he he got these kids in the, in the right frame of mind and we really did a nice job of uh, bending and not breaking but you know you know if you talk about our defense i, I think you know i said early on in the season our, our front seven or front eight as it happens uh, we felt real good about them coming back there was uh you know i think six out of the eight guys were starters last year and some of them all all of them had played so um, we felt real strong about those guys up front, and then in the back, 
the back end, our two cornerbacks, uh, John Thomas, Giles Harris, the three will be, a, you know, he's a three-year starter for us. And Austin Trigley is a two-year starter for us in three-year letter winner. Um, so, you know, we felt strongly about those guys. The only question mark coming in, and it wasn't much of a question mark, was our free safety spot. And we've got, we got tremendous play out of our free safeties, both of them, Daniel Mikowitz and Evan Stewart in the first two weeks. So we're very, very happy with the progression our defense has made. What about uh, the the end of the game? Again, you're you're early in the season. Jersey starts later than than most of the states, so you're you're week two against the St. Edward team that was pretty seasoned and had also played a tough schedule. Uh, you pretty confident going into that uh, that two point conversion and then that last drive on on how they would perform? Well, you know, I, you know, I think if you, if you would ask me to bet the house on who was getting football. I would tell you, Cole Guest, their, their tailback, he's a, he's a special kid. And uh looked like they had a little bit of an option play with him, and, and the quarterback ended up keeping it. And, um, you know, we were able to stop him on that. But, you know, our defense came up with a big stop. They, you know, they didn't get very much movement on the interior. Our outside linebackers did a nice job of coming up and filling uh, on, the, uh, on the replay. So, listen, it could have gone either way. Um, I'm happy it went the way it did. Uh, you know, it's just a testament to the kids. I mean, listen, the touchdown didn't mean anything, right? It was a two-point conversion that we had to stop, and right. they did a nice job by uh, by doing that. 22-20, the final uh, Saturday against St. Edward. Talking with Augie Hoffman, second-year head coach at St. Joseph Regional out of Montville, New Jersey, tonight on High School Football America. Uh, mentioned uh, Nick Patty, your sophomore quarterback, but uh, you've got some experience there on the line. You've got a running back, and uh, Brian, I guess, is it Kearns? Is that the way you pronounce it? Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. l- let's let's first start with um, that line because, of course, you know everything, especially in the Big North United, you guys got to play a little rugged, a little physical. So let's talk about some of the kids by name up front. Absolutely. Well, you know, first, I think you look at our three returning starters up front. It's uh, from uh, our right tackle is Jordan Velez. He's about 6'3", 280. Our center, uh, Sean Mitchell, is a junior. He started every game for us last year as well. He's about just shy of 6'2", 290. And our left tackle is uh, Robbie Martin. He's 6'5", two, you know, 265, 270. You know, so those guys played a lot of football last year. Um, add the two, you know, our two guards, uh, and Josh uh, Fed Jackson's our right guard, and I think he's going to be a national recruit when it's all said and done. He's a junior for us. He's about 6'3", 320 pounds. And uh, our so- we're starting our sophomore left guard, and Nick Russo, who's about, about 6'2", you know, 280. And, uh, you know, he, he's as rugged as they come. I mean, we have a real tough group up front that is getting better every week. And allowing a kid like Brian, who's a between the tackles type of runner, uh, to really to really hit it downhill. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the skilled players. Uh, obviously, a sophomore, you have some experience in the uh, you know wide out position there that kind of makes that sophomore a junior. Maybe uh, by by the time the the middle of the season comes, do you have some good kids there? Well, well, you know that that was kind of a question mark for us coming into the season. Uh, we lost uh, our, our big play receiver last year, Lugo Azima. He's at Monmouth now. He's actually started for Monmouth this week. Um, but we, you know, we, we moved uh, Austin Triglia over to play uh, wide receiver from the, from the, you know, he's going to start both ways for us. And uh, Hunter Hayak, Jordan Scott, and uh, Nick Cantone, for the most part, are all brand new kids. Um, and they all do a great job, but uh, they, they haven't played a lot of football. And, you know, they're dangerous when they get out there. And for a lot of the time, as you don't know how kids are going to do until he's thrown to the mix. And for the most part, they've, they've done a really nice job. You know, add in our, our tight end, Mikey Carfano who was a starter for us on defense last year. 
and a uh, you know he's a he's a state you know he's a state caliber wrestler at 195. You know he's playing at about 210 right now. So you know we, we've got the uh, we've got the ability to throw the ball around the field, which is nice. St. Joe's Regional High School Football on High School Football America tonight, two and zero nationally ranked, and um, I think all of the polls at this point uh, wins over Don Bosco Prep, uh, St. Edward from Ohio, and and now here you are, week three, and you're back in the league. And I think you know everybody knows most of the teams. The the one team that everybody doesn't really know, but they're getting bigger and better in the Big North United is DePaul, and that's how who you have this week. Uh, give us a little snapshot of what you're going to face on Friday night. Well, you know, the first thing you think about when you think of DePaul is their tailback, Kareem Walker. He's Ohio State bound. Uh, he's a big, he's a big kid. He's about two, uh, six, six, two, 195, 200 pounds. He runs the ball hard. He's running the ball better than I've ever seen him. Um, he's fast. He's explosive. Listen, he's going to Ohio State for a reason. <laughs> um, you know, so you start right there. They got a big play receiver and Assis Dubois on the edge. He's a, he's a Virginia commit. They got a right tackle who's going to Michigan State. I mean, they have Division One talent all over the field. Um, you know, the one of D tackles is going to Penn State. So you know, another DN going to Nebraska. <laughs> they got plenty. They have plenty of uh, firepower. Yeah, uh, and 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 you know, and then uh, you pretty much played a season for most schools around America in three weeks. <laughs> After that, let's see, Eastern Christian Academy, IMG Academy, St. Joe's from PA, the two-time defending champs. You still have Bergen Catholic, Paramus Catholic. Uh, how do you prepare teenage kids for a schedule like you guys are facing this year? Is there any, any magic, anything uh, real smart you say to get them ready for it? Well, the, the beauty is, is you know, they understand the magnitude of, of high school football now. Uh, so in terms of you know, they're, they're ready. They're mentally ready every week. The concern is the physical part of it because they are still young kids. And, you know, how much do you want to push them? How much can they, you know, how, listen, this is an SEC schedule in the high, in the high school ranks. You know, all, all the big North plays that type of schedule. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is managing their bodies, and making sure that they're healthy come, come Saturday. Because, you know, if you talk to Brian Kearns, he, he's still sore this morning. From Saturday, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So we got to make sure that we got to make sure that they're healthy and, and, and playing, you know, at a hundred percent come game time. Augie Hoffman on the line tonight talking about uh, New Jersey football and specifically St. Joseph Regional. He's the second-year head coach there, nationally ranked. A couple more questions before we let you go here, Coach, which is uh, I think one of the other things I read, you know, back in the day when you were hired uh, a little over, well, it's a year and X ago, was, uh, you know, maybe not as much talk as some about national championships. But but here you find yourselves in a bunch of polls and all that. Uh, does that change the conversation at all? No, I'm, I'm a firm believer in we have to win our league, number one, and we have to win our state. Um, and, I, and I think if you can do that with, with the type of football that we have up here in North Jersey, you're automatically going to be thrown into the, uh, the national recognition. Um, makes sense. You know, so our, our goal always, listen, we, beating St. Edward was, was huge. But if if we, if we were here today saying we beat St. Edward and we lost to Don Bosco week one, you know it would be a bit, it would be a real sour taste in my mouth. So we want to win the Big North United, and we want to be the number one team in the state of New Jersey. 
Augie Hoffman on the line tonight. And uh, before we let you go here, I think the last question is you guys do step up after being, uh, you know, state champs a lot. As I said at the beginning, 12, I think, in the last 15 years in Group 3. You now go to Group 4. And the question isn't about the step up. The the question is about you all end up seeing each other maybe again. I mean, St. Peter's Prep is in there also. But uh, how do you deal with that? I mean, that's, that's a tough way to go to win a state championship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's it's like playing the NFC East, and you know, you know, if you're gonna, if you want to win, if the Giants want to win, they got to go through Dallas, or they have to go through Washington, or whomever is at the top of the division that year. You know, that it's it's no different for us. And and the, and the beauty is, the kids are all cut from the same cloth for the most part. Uh, we all know each other very well uh, in terms of preparing for each one of the teams in the Big North. And a lot of time, it's going to just—it's going to be a slugfest. You know, you very you see very few blowouts uh, when you're talking about the Big North United, and, and you know, throw throw St. Peter's in the mix there as well. So, it, listen, and I said it when when we moved up to Group Four. Um, whoever wins Group Four, non-public, there's going to be no discussion. That's the number one team in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us on the show here tonight and shedding some light on some of your kids and, and the program, and we wish you nothing but uh, continued success throughout the uh, the rest of the year. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Very welcome. Taking a break. When we come back, we're heading to Florida. Another program, a program that uh, St. Joe's will face, IMG Academy. Kevin Wright, first year there after great work at Carmel in Indiana. That story and more when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. turf rubber pellets be gone the debris inhibitor razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms the razor spelled r-a-z-u-r is favored by athletes who want the look of tape by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The debris inhibitor razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable. And it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today. Check out the Super 25 by going to USA Today High School Sports at usatodayhss.com. Well, as we said at the top of the show, there's one big matchup featuring two top 25, Super 25 teams this weekend, and it's in New Jersey as IMG Academy out of Florida travels to Bergen Catholic. What a matchup this is going to be. And we're on the line right now, we have uh, Kevin Wright, the uh, head coach at IMG Academy. But but we're going to talk more than just uh, about IMG. We've got a, a young man here, is, uh, his dad, the best coach in Indiana history. So we're going to talk about those bloodlines and a lot of other things. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, you know, it, it is exciting to get ready to go up to Bergen and, and play in New Jersey and in front of what I, I'm sure will be a great atmosphere. So uh, 
it's good to be talking to you. And 48 hours are going to be getting on a plane. So, well, you know, prep time is running down. Hostile territory. I'm a Pennsylvania guy. I know those <laughs> those northern New Jersey, New Jersey people. Like they have some pride there, so it'll be fun. Before we dive into the game itself and some of the kids, uh, I read an interview you did with uh, Jim Haley at uh, USA Today right. back when you took the job, and I think you described IMG as unique, and obviously it is for many many reasons. But uh, now that you've been there for six months, uh, how unique is it? Take us inside the program. How different is it to coach at an IMG versus places you've been before, like a Carmel in Indiana or Warren Central, or yeah. you've even coached at Western Kentucky, obviously? Yeah, I think that, you know, probably the, the biggest difference is uh, you know, at, at high school level is just uh, the structure, the daily structure that the kids have, you know, and the daily regiment that the kids have. And, you know, our, our kids, uh, you know, we, we ask a lot of them. Uh, it, it's very college-like from the standpoint that, you know, they get up early in the morning and, you know, they, they start classes, uh, you know, about 7.30. Uh, they, they have, you know, three to four uh, 90 minute classes, uh, every day. And then, uh, you know, around, uh, one they come down to the, uh, you know, to the stadium and, uh, they're either going to lift or we'll go right into meetings. Um, and, uh, three they go right from there to the practice field. We're on the practice field from three thirty to, 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 you know, about five forty-five. they go in, they go, got to go eat real quick. And then they got to go to study table from seven thirty to nine o'clock. And then they get, go home and, get some sleep. And I say home, we're in dorms. They go back to their dorm. And then at a 15 to 18-year-old, they go back to their dorm and get some sleep and, and start it all over again. And, um, you know, so they're, they're truly, I think the biggest difference is, you know, when you're talking about preparation, you know, we're truly, you know, putting them in a situation where, you know, they've got to, you know, they've, they've got to be able to be great time managers. They've got to be able to do it on a daily basis. Um, and they've got to be able to do it in an environment where, you know, you're practicing against some of the best players in the country. You know, you've got to be on your game. Um, you know, and, and I just got out of staff being we're breaking down practice tape from yesterday. And, you know, just looking at some of our young guys, you know, in practice and, uh, you know, gripping some of our older guys, you know, and that's, uh, that's one, two. So, you know, every day is a challenge uh, for them, and uh, but the preparation is, is second to none, I think, when you're talking about getting guys ready to play at the next level. Talking to Kevin Wright tonight, head coach at IMG Academy in Florida on High School Football America. Uh, again, uh, for those of you not familiar with Kevin, he's been at some of the top programs in Indiana, uh, Carmel, uh, one state title, 54-11 and 11 there. Uh, you were at Warren Central, 3 state titles there, uh, a stop in Oklahoma at Union, a stop at Trinity in Kentucky. You, you've been around some good high school football programs um, with, with a lot of talent. Uh, what's it like to walk into IMG the first time and, and, and look at a room full of kids? Uh, I think the at last count on USA Today composite rankings, four of the top 14 players in the country. What was that like for you? Um, you know, it, it's uh, a lot more, I think, normal because, you know, they're, they're kids in a room. <laughs> you know, they're high school kids in a room and uh you know we, we've got about 70 players and and uh you know it's like i tell them you know like i told them the first day i i didn't check uh rivals or scout to see what you were ranked you know I, i'll find out you know how good a player you are when we get out you know on the practice field or we get in the weight room we find out how hard you work and you know but uh you know you, you do have a, a lot of different uh you know personalities within our team you got different skill levels. I mean, you know, I think everybody likes to, to hammer on the, you know, the, the, the I want to say the top ranked guys, <clears throat> according to, to uh, 
you know, different scouting services, but, you know, we've got guys at all different levels. You know, we really do. And, and you know, we'll have guys that, uh, you know, we've got a receiver going to West Point. We've got a linebacker going to Brown. We've got, a line, we've got a, another linebacker going to Northwestern. You know, all those guys are, you know, really good high school football players that, you know, are, are more typical than, than not, you know, here at IMG. And, uh, you know, so, you know, the, the guys that, uh, that have all the accolades, you know, sometimes those are deserved, sometimes they're not. You know, you, you really find that out over the course of the season. And, um, but I will say this, you don't come here unless you're highly motivated uh, because, you're, you know, you're going to be asked to do a lot of things. And, and I think that's where guys grow up. I mean, you know, they, they, you have to be on time. And you don't have to be on time once a day. You got to be on time for every class. You got to be on time for weightlifting. You got to be on time for mental conditioning. You got to be on time for meetings. You got to be on time for practice. Um, you know all those little things. So um, you know it's more than like I tell myself. You know it's not ability. It's accountability, and that's kind of what we you know what we preach to our guys. And, and I think that helps. I really do. You certainly have to get it done in the classroom and the and on the field at the same time. It's, it doesn't make a difference. You you mentioned you've got kind of a wide swath there, and so much has been made of your ability to have players from around the country, and and all that. Uh, what is the typical player? What what drives a player to IMG in in your estimation, and what are you trying to accomplish as you you know move beyond year one here? How how, how do you find these players? What is what is it that you want to accomplish and tell the kids about coming to IMG? Yeah, I think I think two things. That's a great question. I think you know, you either come here, you know, as a as a guy who really wants to develop his skill set, you know, uh, as a football player, as an athlete, you know, because it's it's the it's a one stop shop in, in in regards to, you know, we have a we have a strength and conditioning coach, uh, head coach who has three or four other coaches in. You know, when we go in the weight room, we've got specialists in nutrition. Uh, eventually, we have a mental conditioning coach. So just developing yourself, if, if you're not where you want to be, you know, in regards to, um, you know, the process, you know, the process of being a high school football player. So, you know, I would say half of our guys are here because they're not where they want to be yet, but they want to be in an environment that's going to give them the best opportunity to get there. And then, you know, we'll get some guys like, a, you know, a Shea Patterson, our quarterback, who, you know, he's, he's locked in when he gets here. He's going to Ole Miss. I mean, you know, everybody knows he's a good football player. But, you know, he wants to be prepared for the next level. And, and so the things that, you know, he has to do here, you know, are, are, are very similar to what he's going to do in, at all this in January, you know. And even from the standpoint of game preparation and, and practice preparation, you know, he's going to go out and every day in practice, not only is he going to throw to some very good wide receivers, similar to what he's going to see, you know, when, when he did all this, he's going to have to throw against you know, a Savion Smith is going to LSU, you know, and every day he's got to come out and compete. And then he's going to have to, you know, like this weekend, I mean, how many kids are, you know, got to get on an airplane. You know, we're going to leave school Friday morning at uh, 6.30, you know, go to the airport, fly out, you know, uh, get in a, stay in a hotel room, you know, prepare yourself that way and then get up early on Saturday morning and go out and play a, a very good football team and, as you point out, a hostile environment. So, you know, you, you've got, I think, really two types of kids. Uh, you know, the kids that are really trying to develop themselves who aren't quite there yet, and they're just trying to develop themselves and to become the best player they can be. And then we have some other guys who come here who, you know, have been very polished, and they're just trying to develop themselves so that they're as ready as they can be when they get on the college campus, you know, either in January or, you know, next fall. 
Talking with Kevin Wright tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Learn more at usatodayhss.com. Uh, Coach, you mentioned uh, you, you were at Western Kentucky. Uh, how much does that help you, that college experience? Because, like you said, this is a prep school. You, you're, there's no doubt about it. You're getting kids ready for the next level. How much of that has helped you at IMG? Uh, tremendous. I mean, I think that experience, uh, you know, was was vital in, in, in my development, you know, as a coach. You know, I mean, you, you mentioned I, I've been fortunate. I grew up in a football family. You know, dad's been coaching for 50 years and, and uh, you know, had the opportunity to coach. I, I love high school football. You know, I mean, that's, you know, my path maybe is a little bit unusual in regards to, you know, yeah, you mentioned going to Oklahoma, going and coaching in Kentucky, you know, coaching in different programs, a couple uh, higher-level uh, programs in Indiana. But, you know, those, those are draws. You know, I, I wanted those challenges, one of those experiences. And, um, you know, those are things that, uh, you know, help me. But, you know, when you get to college, you know, you, you, you see things in a whole different light. You know, you're, you're, you're dealing with uh, players, you know, high-caliber players. You're dealing with high-caliber opponents. You know, the coaching is better. Um, you know, the, the preparation is better. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of laugh now. I mean, my, my first game, you know, coaching in college was uh, at the Swamp. We played Florida, Tim Tebow's first game. <laughs> and, um, you know, we went through three quarterbacks the first half, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I felt pretty good. The first play, we play action and caught him, uh, you know, for about a 42-yard catch. And then we went all the way down the field, got to the three-yard line and got stuffed. On fourth and one, and you know, I look back now. I'm like, shoot, you know, I should have, should have called timeout and you know, picked a field goal and took a picture because we would have been ahead three to nothing before, you know. But uh, you know, th- those are all you know, tremendous experiences. You know, got to, you know, we we played Alabama, you know, and Coach Saban was there, and went to Virginia Tech, and you know, and got to play in that environment, and you know, so you know, those are all. You know, I think uh, preparation uh, has helped me in, in in preparing for a situation like this because. Uh, you know, very similar. You know, we're a college preparatory school. Um, you know, we, we you know we, we do play a national schedule. We do have, you know, from high-level athletes to you know guys that are trying to develop, as you mentioned, and and they're trying to do it in in, in a very rigorous academic setting. You know, and that's I think uh, I, I kind of laugh. I got the question last week. Well, uh, you know, how are your academics? I heard that they're not. You know, they're they're not as good as maybe some places. And I said, if you're not a good student, you better not come here. <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, I, I've got a daughter who's going to school here and, you know, she's coming home every night, you know, she's doing homework. Um, you know, she loves it. I mean, she's a coach's kid. She loves the fact that she gets up, at, you know, in the morning, goes to the gym and, and plays basketball. Then she's got, you know, she's got to go focus on the academic piece. And so, um, but, you know, all that is, you know, that's, that's part of the, you know, the college experience. And uh, so, you know, that's something that if I had not had that experience, it would be, you know, it'd be tougher walking into, into IMG, no doubt. Sure. Kevin Wright on the line tonight, head coach at IMG Academy in Florida. And, uh, Coach, I, I think, you know, as you said, you know, you've got so many players there, the Shea Pattersons, and we can go down through the names. Let's uh, let's let's do something a little different here because I think everybody that listens to the show knows the talent you have at the top there from the scouting services. Who are some of the kids that you've liked in the early season that, that should be getting some notice in your estimation? Let's get them in by name. Yeah, you know, I mean, one guy that I, I actually think, uh, you know, Jim Haley called me yesterday about is, is, is Drake Davis. Um you know, and, and Drake Davis is unique, our wide receiver, in that you know, he didn't play football last year. You know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's one of the top soccer players in his age group in the country, and he's also one of the top track and field athletes. So, you know, Drake, uh, you know, he, he's been, 
you know, uh, phenomenal. You know, he's been a human highlight tape. I mean, uh, you know, he scored about every way you can score, you know, from special teams to, you know, catching the pass to run it in. Um, you know, he's a guy that uh, I think college coaches knew about, but I don't think they had any idea until he got here on campus and, you know, was able to play with uh, some of these guys and, and, and play against, you know, some very good football teams on, on how good that, you know, he potentially is. But, you know, and, you know, he's a, I don't know, three, four star guy, I think is, is what I've been told. But, um, you know, I know that he didn't play, he's played four, he played 14 high school football games before he got here total. You know, so um, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he, he has a chance to either play on Sundays or be in the Olympics. I mean, he's that good. Not a bad I mean, thing. Uh, an athlete. No, not, or he could play Major League Soccer, too. I mean, not a bad thing either. So, um, but, uh, you know, I think he would be one, you know, uh, that, that's kind of popped off uh, off the charts uh, that I really didn't know a lot about. Um, you know, another guy who I, I think is, uh, you know, is, is really kind of, come out of nowhere because he was a linebacker primarily before he got here. Was a, we have a junior named Jordan Anthony who's played running back, you know, and, and, and he's a guy who's got some attention. I know he's got some offers, but, you know, he, he had been primarily more of a defensive player. You know, we played him at running back. You know, he, he's played really well, um, you know, for us. Um, you know, we have a, a guy, um, a, a receiver named um, Kerry Kahn. Uh, Kerry is about you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", uh, five, on a good day, about 160 pounds, and uh, a very good student who's a senior and kind of weighed his turn, and, you know, he, he caught nine balls the first game. You know, he's kind of a big play guy, you know, um, that, you know, he could end up in the Ivy League, he could end up in the Patriot League, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good football player. You know, uh, Jack Wager, um, Jack, is, you know, he's been in the program since the infancy, you know, three years ago. Um, you know, he, he's committed to Purdue right now, but, you know, just a hybrid guy, tailback, uh, slot receiver, you know, um, you know, plays special teams. Uh, he's, a, you know, he's a tremendous football player. And, uh, again, I, I don't know, he's as highly rated as some of those other guys that we have are, but, you know, he's done a tremendous job. And, um, you know, on the, on the defensive side, we had a kid from, uh, we have a kid from Washington named Joel DeBlanco who, uh, you know, he, he's from a small school in Washington, uh, comes in. I think he's done a tremendous job uh, impacting our football team. Um, you know, I, I could I could really go on and on mm-hmm. with those guys. We have, we have a, uh, you know, we have a five, uh, five, seven, five, eight, you know, 180-pound safety corner named Bryce Beard. You know, Bryce is from a small town in Texas. And, you know, you look at him and, and you know, and, and you say, well, maybe he's not big enough. But, you know, he's. Uh, you know, he's been a tremendous football player for us. And, uh, you know, he started at corner, started at safety. You know, he returns the kickoffs for us. Um, again, another under-the-radar guy, you know. And uh, so we, we have a lot of guys and, and that, that you're going to know their names, but there's just as many guys that you're going to, you know, you'll see them on game day and, and you'll have to go to the program to find out now who is that guy, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, that's uh, those are the success stories, you know, um, that, uh, you know, those, those are guys, you know, that, that I feel, you know, really good about because I, I do think that, you know, the guys that have developed, um, you know, as they've gone, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, Jack Wager being in the program, you know, Christian Pacino is a, is a junior linebacker, you know, who's been in the program, you know, you see him getting better and better, um, you know, every game. I think he'll end up, you know, being a guy who is a Division One player, um, Brennan, the linebacker, again, 
maybe a little undersized. He's six foot two ten, but you know he's he's a guy that's you know has been here, played, and, and he shows up on game day. You know who number forty is. You know he, he's one of our captains. So you know you, you've got you know, again I could go on and on and all on, on the guys that that maybe you haven't heard of, but that's uh, you know that's I think is the, the misconception is that you know we you know we, we roll out. You know, whatever you said, 16, 17, you know, are the top top guys in the hundred, which we've got guys like that, but we've also got a lot of guys I think that are they're self made men mm-hmm. that uh, you're gonna see playing on, on Saturday and, and it wouldn't even surprise me a couple of those guys that you don't eventually see. Well, uh, those that listen to the show know how I feel about the stars. Recruiting services are, are, are a part of the business now, but it's you can't uh, when when you start measuring the heart in those stars, then I'll say okay, they have something. Kevin Wright on the line right. tonight from IMG Academy, and that's why I asked the question to get some of those other names in yeah. there. So let's uh, kind of right. you know go down the back end of the interview here. And uh, uh, for those of uh, you around the country listening that don't know, uh, in Florida they play a kickoff classic, which is could be a jamboree in some of your states, a scrimmage in others. But uh, you guys. Uh, play American Heritage from Plantation, another top 25 team, and uh, you get a lot of notice because you don't win that game. Uh, <laughs> a lot of notice. Uh, you drop from number two yeah. from the Super 25, but uh, tell me about that game as it relates to how it helped you and all the this yeah. talent on this team get ready for the rest of the games this year. Right. I mean, that, that that's a great point. I kind of laughed and shaked my head uh, because that you know, I, I, you know, we dropped after a preseason loss. You know, um, <laughs> good thing they don't do that in the NFL, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, people be in, be in trouble, but uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that you know, when when uh, when we go to schedule, I mean, we're we're looking to schedule the best teams in the country, and uh, you know, American Heritage Plantation is, you know, they are one of the top teams in the country. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, and. If you look at their roster, I mean, you know, they man for man, uh, you know, they match up against us about as well uh, from a physical standpoint as, as any football team that you know that's on our schedule. I mean, they're they're loaded, and um, you know, so you know, we our guys, you know, I think we'd had three weeks together uh, when we played. You know, again, you're right, it's a preseason game. And some in some states it's a scrimmage. You know, in Florida, you know, some schools, you know, uh, play a, a scrimmage like you know uh, environment, but we. You know, we played it like a regular game, um, and it was, you know, it was a very, very physical game. Um, a situation where, yeah, we we dropping all the poles, but you know, unless you watch the game, you know, we scored on the last play to win it, and uh, you know, we had a, a flag on the other sideline that nobody mm-hmm. saw that, uh, you know, that <clears throat> they called the play back, and then <clears throat> we threw an interception and. On the last, you know, an untimed down, the last play with no time remaining, and you know they they ran it back. So it's a, you know, it's a 19-7 game, I guess. And so you know we're not near as good as what people thought we were, you know, <laughs> I guess perception-wise. But you know, so if they don't drop the, you know, if you don't get a, if you don't get a penalty, you win the game. I don't know, maybe we are as good in people's eyes. But you know, with our guys, you know, it's like I told them. I mean, every chance out that we get to compete, you know, we're going to measure ourselves from that, and we're going to get better. And that was a great opportunity for us to measure ourselves against a opponent uh, and a very well coached, you know, Coach Ron does a tremendous job. There's a reason they're back to back state champs in Florida. I mean, you know, football is pretty good in the state of Florida. And, you know, you just don't roll guys out there and, and win unless you're a very good program, good team. So, you know, I think that, you know, we, we look at the tape, guys got an opportunity to see, you know, what, you know, we needed to work on. Coach had an opportunity to see, you get to see guys under the lights for the first time. 
you know, all those things that are very typical and, and the reason why you have those games and or those scrimmages prior to the start of the season and, and just, you know, build on those things. But, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, I, and I, we always talk about the most, you know, really the, the most uh, progress you normally see is between the first time you play on a Friday night and the next time you play. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I felt like that was the case. You know, we came back, you know, against Miramar, um, you know, and, and played them on uh, on ESPN and, and, and played really well and, you know, went to DeSoto and played well two weeks ago. And then, you know, Coco was uh, another top 25 team. So, you know, I mean, we, we uh, you know, we were playing a tough schedule. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, any anybody should uh, should measure somebody on, on one time out. And uh, if they did that, you know, Ohio State would be less one national championship, right, from last year. So um, I think that, you know, the, the key to your program and your team is, do you get better every single week? And that's been our focus is getting better every single week. And, you know, in our situation, we don't play for a state championship. So, you know, we, we talk about 10 one-week seasons, you know. So every week for us is, you know, similar to maybe a bowl situation. We're, we're preparing and trying to win the football game. And that's just a great way for us, like I said, to, to, to measure ourselves against you know, a very good football team. Yeah, and folks, you're not uh, losing your mind here. If you you look at the national rankings, IMG is still undefeated. That uh, game, the kickoff classic, does not count <laughs> in Florida. Just just so everybody knows, they don't think that I'm lying here that, that, uh, of the yeah, outcome. Yeah. But uh, let, let's wrap up, and then we'll talk about Dad. Um, so uh, what, what's it like? Um, and I don't know if you've started, you know, kind of hooking up for 2016 schedule or not. You talked about this year as we know what it is. But uh, when IMG calls, uh, what's the response? on the other end you got like uh no uh what do you think i mean what's the response yeah. when it comes time to try and schedule an opponent yeah it varies i mean you know it varies i mean you know people you know look at us and and everybody has their own opinion you know and that's across the country you know and uh, you know some people are receptive some people aren't but you know i i don't see you know i see what's going on you know right wrong and different in, in, in the landscape of high school football and you know, and I think it's, it's it's similar to high school sports. You know, I, I read something this past weekend that by 2020, you know, 30% of all public high schools will not have sports. Wow. And um, so what, you know, I think what you're seeing is that, you know, you're seeing that, you know, in a lot of situations, uh, unless you're a bigger high school with a lot of resources, you know, you're seeing kids uh, just like they would for academic reasons. And a lot of times it's it's, it's for academic and athletic reasons you know, the, the families are finding their way to, uh, you know, to private schools or to, to big schools, big public schools like, you know, Carmel or Warren Central where you do have resources, you do have an opportunity to, you know, to excel. And um, so I, I think that we're a lot more, you know, um, people are a lot more receptive and those are usually the, the school, those are the schools that we target. And, um, you know, and they're, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether you're, you know, your IMG Academy or your Bergen Catholic or, or your, you know, Bishop Gorman, you know, you're, you're going to draw from an area where kids, you know, they're, they're, they want to come be a part of your program. Their parents want to be a part of your program um, because of, of who you are, what you do, and the development that you're going to provide them, the experience you're going to provide them. So, you know, we, you know, we, we look for schools like that. And, um, you know, sometimes they're receptive, sometimes they aren't. But, you know, the, the bottom line is that, for us not to play, you know, Bishop Gorman, you know, uh, not to play, you know, um, you know, some of the top schools in, in uh, California, Dale South, some of those people, um, 
you know, I, I think that, you know, that says that they don't want to play us. That says more about them than it does about us, quite honestly, because uh, I know there's schools out there looking. I mean, we, you know, we went down and played DeSoto a couple of weeks ago in Texas. And, you know, we, we've already talked to two or three other, you know, uh, the higher profile schools in Texas, uh, you know, about possibly playing, you know, next year. Um, so it's, you know, it's one of those deals where I think that the, the potential in five years is, is there, you know, for a, a national conference. I mean, you know, we're, we're not the only one that, that struggles at times to find games. I mean, you can, you know, whether it's St. Ed's in Ohio or it's, uh, you know, a, you know, a Bergen Catholic or a Bishop Gorman, you know, you know, a lot of things are happening right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of private schools are getting pushed out of the, the state tournaments or being forced to have their own state tournaments. And, you know, so that the landscape is changing, like I said, you know, right, wrong, and different. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to be part of that as we go forward. And um, But I think you will probably see a national conference. You'll see more teams. And more teams already playing national mm-hmm. schedules. You yeah. just look every week. Yeah, so, I, I agree with you. you it's, it's 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 kind of what's going to happen. Uh, that's for sure. Kevin Wright yeah. on the line, IMG Academy. Now we're going to kind of step away from that and something that you and I talked about uh, the other day before we rolled tape here on this uh, show, which is I, I, I'm going to brag here. I think I'm the only guy in America, other than maybe some reporters in Indiana, that's actually been to Sheridan, Indiana, tiny little town. It's where you went to high school. That's where Dad is in his 50th year as head coach, closing yeah. in on 400 victories. Uh, tell me uh, how much of dad is in you i mean do you ever sit there on the sideline during practice or a game and go that's what dad would have done or boy i'm acting like dad or or is that not even in the picture oh i you know i don't know i mean i think the you know the the things that are taken away you know and i was and you know this i mean you know a lot of times as a coach's kid you know you may take more away from your mom than your dad you know, because she's the one raising you. Yep. You know, dad's out raising everybody else's kids, you know, uh, a lot of times. And, and if you're fortunate enough to get a play for dad, you know, and I, as I was, and, you know, my brothers and, and, and even my sister, uh, you know, he, he uh, when she was in high school, he coached girls basketball. So we all got a little bit of that opportunity. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, the, the, the big takeaways from him, you know, just, you know, being around him and, and ever since a little kid, I, you know, I, I, I laugh. I said, you know, because he would get in the game, you know, he'd play Friday night. And back in the day, you know, you'd have to wait to get your film developed. That was a 24-hour process. So he'd go drive to Indianapolis, get his film developed, come pick me up at 7 o'clock. We'd go to AM, we'd go to the radio show, and then we'd, we'd grab a couple other coaches from around, uh, other people he competed against, head coaches. And, he, you know, the, the, the jump in the AMC pacer, I'd be in the back, and we'd go watch a college game, you know. And, uh you know, so he's always, you know, he's one of those guys, you don't stay at 50 years unless you have the ability to adapt, unless you're willing to say, hey, I don't know it all. I, I've got to go out and continue to learn. And, and um, you know, and then the other thing is you got to have the ability to relate with kids. And uh, so those are, you know, those are the big takeaways. Um, you know, I think on the other side, you know, my mom who's passed was probably every bit as influential on in my life. And, you know, just, you know, the things that, you know, that, that, I, that I strive to be um, and, and the impact that, you know, not just myself, but my wife, Elizabeth, who's um, also an education we strive to have on young people. And um, you know, we're, we're in a great profession, you know, and, and uh, I've never had to work a day in my life. It's not work. Coaching is not work when, mm-hmm. you know, you, you love it. But, uh, you know, my hat's off to you to go through Sheridan. I mean, it's <laughs> like we talked about the other day. It's, it's still about 2,500, and, and uh, you know, he's won 
nine state championships and there's a water tower just like in every small town oh yeah and, uh after at the end of the, the when he wins the state championship, they just put a comma, you know. So they're they're already anticipating the next one. So uh, I always laugh and congrats to share and you see the nine and there's still a comma. Yeah. So uh, you know you you become a uh, you know you become a victim of your own success a little bit, but that's uh, you know, that's the way it is in shared, no doubt about it. Well, I'm gonna put up that video from a couple of uh, years ago that I did in shared, and it does it does have the comma there, folks. So uh, we we are talking <laughs> IMG football, and we're gonna wrap up here in a second. By the way, not only am I the only guy maybe in Sheridan, I'm the only guy on the radio that's had an AMC Pacer pro- promo. <laughs> Just threw- AMC. Wow, how about a gremlin? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we we aged ourselves on that one. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Well, the last one goes to uh, something I know is you know very prideful for you. Uh, Dad is closing in on 400. That is an elite club. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure 20 years from now that we're going to have people going into a 400 win club. Right. You're not going to stay in high school football for that many years. But what does it mean uh, to you as as Dad's son, knowing what he's accomplished and to go into that club whenever that happens? Yeah, you know, I, I'm very, very proud to say the least, you know, and I just know that, you know, he's 75 years old, you know, he, he I laugh, he quote unquote retired, you know, from uh, being the athletic director uh, 13 years ago. And, um, you know, so uh, I've asked him for 13 years, you know, um, you know, what, what are your goals, you know, and, and it, the goal was never to win 400 games or win a certain amount of games, I think. You know, he just enjoys being a football coach and uh, enjoys, you know, the, you know, he talks about, you know, being around young kids keeps you, keeps you young yourself. And, um, you know, and, and as the wins started, you know, continue to pile up, and, you know, they went through us, uh, you know, a period there where they, you know, went to state championship game four straight times. And uh, we actually played, you know, one of the great experiences of my life was playing down and at that point it was in the RCA Dome and, you know, we my team played runs at Warren the same the same weekend uh, state championship as his team did, and that was pretty uh, pretty unique experience. But you know, as he's gotten close to 400, you know, then I've started to hear the last couple of years. Well, you know, if I want to, I want to get to 400. So it's only really <laughs> it's only really been a goal probably the last two years. You know, I guess he turned 73 and said, okay, you know, geez, I'm only X amount of wins from 400. So you know, he's counting down. He's got you know he's got seven wins. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's in a situation like a small school. They've got 300 some kids. He's got 55 kids on his football team and 30 of them are freshmen. So wow. you know, I was doing the math. Yeah. You got to win seven games and you know, I don't know if he, you know, hopefully he gets there this year, but if he doesn't, you know, can he stay there four more years and see those freshmen through? Cause the freshman group is pretty talented, you know, so he's going to get there. It's just a matter of time. But, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I see, I've never even heard him talk about goals uh, of any type. It's always been about the season, you know, the, the season that he's in, and um, you know his ability to keep things in perspective and, and be humble. Um, you know, the, the, the maybe one of the best stories is you know as a young kid, and this this happened multiple times after it happened the first time. But just I'm a young kid riding a school bus. You know, we're going to a game. He gets off the bus at a, at a visitors, uh, you know, um, stadium, and you know. The, the person there to meet him, who's the athletic director, always uh, looks at him and says, "You know, are you the bus driver?" You know, because <laughs> if you ever met my dad, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, he's five four. He's probably got a hat on that you know was produced twenty five years prior. You know, one of those mesh hats, and you know, and, 
And um, you know, it, it's uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you know he he, he is what he is, you know, and, and he's a football coach, but uh, you know, he never says anything other than he just kind of smiles and says he's not the bus driver. And um, <laughs> you know, then usually the person you know catches themselves and figures out who it is. But, um, you know, that just you know that says a lot about him in and of itself because that that might irritate a few other people. Uh, you think that would that irritate? Hey, Coach Saban, if you got the bus and got, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. I, I'm just time. thinking there's laws against what might happen if that happened to Coach Saban. <laughs> well, well, Kevin, yeah. that and that's funny because that happened to me when I pulled up there and I was looking to find Coach. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking around. I see the small guy out there on the field. Who yeah. is he? I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I'm like, oh, was he like the trainer? Or... <laughs> right, it's it's right. the head coach with all those wins. And and by the way, folks, we did do an interview with uh, and his dad's name is Larry Bud Wright and. The stadium's named after him. You can go back in our archives and listen to that interview uh, several years ago. But, Kevin, thank you for joining us. I, I hope you had fun here. We've had fun uh, to did. talk more about the program, just the, other than uh, the stars and all that. So you did a great job with IMG, and we wish your family nothing but success as Dad heads towards that number 400. So thanks a lot for joining us tonight. I appreciate that, Jeff. And, yeah, I, you know, I, it's it's been a good uh, a good experience here. and. You know, and like I said, there's there's some misconceptions. But like I tell our guys, you know, I, you know, I checked the Super Bowl last year, and there was not one guy with a four or five star rating played the Super Bowl. So at the end of the day, you know, it's all about being a great football player, having heart, having desire, playing for one another, and you know, that's the culture we're trying to build. And you know, it's exciting. But yeah, that that goes back to you know what I learned growing up as a kid, sharing Indiana. So. Appreciate it, Jeff, and you know, I, I did. I enjoyed the, uh, enjoyed the interview, so best of luck to you as well. All right. Again, that's Kevin Wright, head coach at IMG Academy, uh, number 16 in the High School Football America Top 25, getting ready to take on Bergen Catholic. They will uh, fly out of Florida tomorrow to head to New Jersey to take on the uh, the number 20 team in the country. Uh, if you're listening on the Artist First Radio Network, we're going overtime. Uh, to, hey, we've been doing this the last couple of weeks. So much going on during the season. We expand our hour-long show to uh, about 90 minutes. So when we come back, story that went viral uh, earlier this week, actually happened at the end of August, but uh, you know how Twitter and Facebook goes. Uh, out of Elgin, Illinois, St. Edward High School. They've got a brown field, yes. Uh, Boise State has its blue turf. Eastern Washington has its red turf. And there's a team in Pennsylvania, Bell Vernon High School, that has a gold turf. It's brown grass at, uh, at St. Ed in uh, Illinois there at uh, Elgin. The reason it happened is because uh, their landscaping company. They uh, made a little bit of an error, got some weed killer into the fertilizer, and it's made two-thirds of the field brown. We're going to talk with uh, Mike Rolando, the head coach at St. Edward in Elgin, Illinois. When we come back, uh, there's a way to help. They're trying to raise some funds there as they... Uh, <laughs> As they try to get the grass to grow. Tough time to do that uh, in the middle of September. We'll have that story when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. 
this NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. turf rubber pellets be gone. The debris inhibitor razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The debris inhibitor razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation 
or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 rankings at usatodayhss.com. Well, yesterday, something went viral out of uh, Elgin, Illinois for St. Edward, the football program there. Not the thing they wanted to have go viral. We had the uh, story up on highschoolfootballamerica.com. An accidental... um, a treatment, I guess, is the best way to put it. The uh, company that takes care of the field there at St. Edward, uh, instead of fertilizer, there was some uh, weed killer in there that has killed about, I guess, two-thirds of the field. And we uh, thought we'd bring in uh, Coach Mo- Mike Rolando here to talk about what happened and also try and raise some funds. They have a GoFundMe page up right now, GoFundMe.com. Uh, just search St. Edward Football Field Repair, trying to raise $10,000. And at the time we're taping this, they've already raised about uh, $1,200. So if you can help these guys out, that would be great. But uh, Coach is on the line right now to tell us what uh, what happened there in a uh, gardening mishap, I guess. Right, Coach? Yeah, it was an honest mistake. Our landscaping company, uh, you know, had uh, one of their employees uh, mixing chemicals and apparently uh, obviously put the wrong chemicals in and, and spread it over the field. And three, four days later, uh, the field was brown. So uh, it's, it's funny. The uh, a helicopter drove by, a news helicopter yesterday, and really gave a good aerial view you can tell exactly what happened and uh kind of took off i've never seen that uh you know experience that with any type of athletic field uh you know at any level but you know it is what it is and, and mistakes happen so we're just trying to you know make the best of it at this point yeah i, I should say so mike rolando on the line tonight uh, head coach at saint edward elgin illinois if you look at the picture uh, it looks about two-thirds of the field so so you, what happens you walk out there you know what your football field looks like you know we're not in november yet <laughs> what, what what goes through your mind you're like you, you think you're dreaming it, yeah at first you know everybody's trying to place blame on you know somebody or the next guy and uh, nobody's really taking accountability but after two to three days, you can actually see the, you know, the formation of the spreader, spreading the the killer and, and you know, how it would have happened. They walked the field up and down, and you can even tell exactly where they ran out, about uh, a row or two short of the of the far sideline. So uh, at that point, it was pretty pretty obvious what happened, and, uh, and the company kind of took credit for it. And, um, you know, at that point, there's not a whole lot you can do. You just try to make the most of the situation and uh, – you know, go from there. Sure. And, uh, folks, if you're listening and you want to help out, uh, St. Edward Football Field Repair is what you should search on uh, GoFundMe.com. You can donate whatever you can uh, and, and, and see if you can help these guys out. So uh, you, you've got a game coming up uh, Friday night, and that's a home game. So what, what's the situation? I guess you guys are in scramble mode right now. So what, what are some of the options for you? Sure. Uh, you know, our, our first option is to still play on it. Everybody's played on field with dead grass and and, uh, you know, not uh, the most ideal situation. We actually played a game on it two weeks ago. 
This happened uh, August 27th or 28th. So uh, we played a game there two weeks ago, and, and the field was, you know, in the same shape it is now. And there was uh, didn't have any issues with people slipping, uh, you know, or, or anything like that. Didn't really have any any issues whatsoever, other than it looks uh, pretty horrendous. Um, so we're going to evaluate the field again tomorrow at our walkthrough, and uh, you know, make sure it's uh, it's playable and the kids are cutting okay on it. It's not you know, tearing up from under their under their cleats every time they make a cut. And uh, if that's the case, uh, hopefully we'll play on, on it at home. If not, uh, we've got our athletic director kind of exhausting some other options and, you know, seeing if there's another field we can play on or if we can play it, uh, at our opponent's field. Um, just kind of, you know, going down that route as well. Mike Rolando on the line tonight on High School Football America, head coach at St. Edward High School in Elgin, Illinois, dealing with a burn field. Actually, I didn't even know. Well, that's the interesting thing about uh, the Internet and news, isn't it? How it happened several weeks ago, but uh, as of today, it's, it's a big story. So, And, and let's face yeah. it, there's, there's, there, you know, we've got Boise's blue turf out there. We've got the, uh, the red turf at Eastern Washington. Uh, high School in Pennsylvania has gold now. So we'll, we'll just call yours the unique shade of brown, right? Uh, I guess that's the way to go through it. So uh, tell me a little bit about um, what what you're trying to do here, uh, as far as you know. I noticed on the GoFundMe page, uh, maybe sods a possibility. What are what are some of the options aside from just playing on the on the burned grass at this point? Sure, you know the first step they kind of aerated and, and tried to reseed it. Uh, apparently, it was just a top uh, top grass or leaf killer, so it's not in the in the soil or in the roots. So they're trying to aerate and seed it to try to get some grass to start to come back uh obviously not the ideal time to to be planting grass yeah. and, and get much to grow this time of year so you know we're, we're kind of you know checking our options here and, and really the funding will be part of it um if we can raise a, a bunch of money there's an option to to sod it but uh it needs to be the very thick sod to make it playable uh this year um if it's not playable this year maybe we would sod it at the end of the year to try to get it to come back for next year and the spring sports and uh you know get it ready for next year's football season um you know and uh you know and, and maybe we get some uh some generous uh donations and we can consider the field turf uh you never know that would be uh that would be the pipe dream but uh at this point we're just kind of taking it week by week and if we can if we can raise some funds and, and do some turf or some side that would be that would be great um you know if, if not depending on where where the finances come in maybe we kind of regrade the field bring in some topsoil uh, grade the field and, and plant grass seed uh, towards the end of the season. Um, you know, let it come back. You know, at the end in the fall and in uh, in the spring. So you know, really, we'll we'll kind of depend on what kind of type of finances sure. we have and um, that sort of thing, and, and we'll kind of explore our options there. But anything from putting seed down, if we get a couple couple hundred bucks to to uh, you know sodden, if we can get to fifty or hundred thousand, and uh, you know, upward from there. Well, let's uh, see if we can raise some money here. Again, folks, if you're listening, uh, you want to help out St. Edward in Elgin, Ohio. Uh, uh, story's gone viral. Uh, you can see it. It's uh, The field is brown. Uh, go to their GoFundMe page, search uh, St. Edward Football Field Repair, and give what you can. And uh, because I don't want to just make it about the sensationalism of uh, of your field, let's give a, a little little pump in here to uh, your team and what type of program you have this year. I noticed you're 2-1 heading into to Friday night. So uh, give the listeners around the country a little snapshot of St. Edward football sure uh, a small small uh, private school in Elgin Illinois we've got about 400 kids in the school so our uh, roster usually ranges anywhere from 22 23 to 35 on a, on a big year uh, a lot of kids playing both ways uh, it's my 11th year uh, we started the program uh, came in a, it's a adverse situation we had a 26 game losing streak 
Um, since then, we've made the playoffs four of the last six years. Had a nine and zero regular season last year. Finished ten and one. Started out two and zero this year and, and lost a tough game to a, a school four times our size on Saturday. But uh, we've got a, a rivalry game this Friday, and uh, they're also two and one. Um, you know, just uh, saying that's kind of breed some hard nosed, uh, tough. You know, we're not the, the biggest kids, and you know, you're not going to see a bunch of 280 and 300 pounders. You're going to see your uh, traditional old school uh, high school football players that are, you know, hard nosed, scrappy, and, uh, you know, they just play, they love to play the game. And uh, it's the reason we, we love high school sports and high school football. They're, you know, they're enjoying every minute of it. So um, we've got some, we've got some good players and uh, some, some good kids. And, you know, we're, we're excited about what they do on the field and, and uh, um, you know, the, the young men that we produce out of our program and uh, focusing on discipline and respect and, and the grades and, all the off-field things that that are uh, you know really what make these guys uh, what they're going to be long-term and in, in their life. So uh, hopefully we're helping them turn into good, strong young men. And that's a reason why uh, listeners should uh, dig into their pockets there and see if they can help out. Go to their GoFundMe page at St. Edward Football Field Repair. Again, it's Elgin, Illinois. I think I may have said Ohio. There's also, as we know, a pretty good football program in Ohio by the name of St. Sure Ed's. <laughs> so if I made that mistake, yeah. my, my uh, co-host here, Trish Hoffman, heard me say Illinois, or Ohio instead of Illinois, so I didn't want to confuse everybody. But, Coach, uh, again, you know, thanks for coming on the show. We hope we can help out here a little bit. We hope, uh, you know, we, we know people like to dig in and, and and help out when things go a little wrong here. And if not, you know, I think what you're talking about there as far as growing good men and and making them ready for the future, this is one of those things that, hey, sometimes it doesn't – the grass is not always greener, I guess, is the the line that can be used here. But thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Yeah, thank you very much. If they want to learn any more about our program, stefootball.com, a lot of information about the team and – some history there uh, if people are interested in learning a little more about the program. So thanks for the support and the coverage and everything, and we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good luck to all the high school football programs that are playing this weekend. And congratulations to uh, all of you out there that have uh, stepped up and helped uh, at as of about noontime central time. Over $11,000 has been raised uh, via the GoFundMe page, uh, which is just absolutely incredible. Uh, Coach Rolando uh, making the plea yesterday, putting it up. You can go to uh, GoFundMe.com and uh, search uh, St. Edward Football Field Enhancement. And uh, that's just so wonderful. Uh, they, they had hoped to raise 10. They've blasted by that. Now they're hoping for 20. Uh, who knows how far it will go, but if you can help out, please go to their GoFundMe page. You can get a direct link to it by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. We have the story up there about the uh, the brown grass, the, the burned grass at St. Edward High School. I want to thank uh, Coach Rolando for joining us on the show tonight. Also, Augie Hoffman, St. Joseph Regional High School out of Montvale, New Jersey. Uh, Ranked number 15 in the nation. Big game tomorrow night against DePaul. Make sure you check out all the scores throughout the weekend. Top 25 or state by state by using our uh, scoreboards uh, at highschoolfootballamerica.com that are powered by ScoreStream, great partner of ours. Also make sure you check out throughout the weekend uh, our other partner, our media partner, that we've, uh, that we're have we just so proud to be a part of these guys. Uh, it's a great relationship we have with USA Today High School Sports. Check them out at USA Today hss.com also uh, check out echo echo sixteen twelve. get instant replay on your sideline eight seconds after the play is over it is a coaching tool you need other people's are other people are using it against you uh, don't have the other coaches have an advantage against you echo 1612.com 
Speaking of advantages, Crossover will give you uh, more time and save you money by breaking down your game film. Crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. And uh, the good folks at uh, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, I just noticed uh, earlier in the day that uh, with Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up next month, they are giving a, a 20% discount on their orders. Uh, you can use the code for that, which is NFHS, to get that discount. And uh, again, we want to uh, forgot to say Kevin Wright was also on the show tonight from IMG Academy. Their big game this Saturday in New Jersey against Bergen Catholic. It's number 16 versus number 20. IMG number 16. The uh, Crusaders from BC. They are ranked number 20 in the nation. Kevin Wright, a lot of great takes. If you missed any of the show, make sure you listen in our archives uh, at highschoolfootballamerica.com. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Everyone have a great weekend of high school football out there. And again, keep coming back to highschoolfootballamerica.com for all of your scores and all of your news throughout the weekend. And again, on Sunday, we're the first to go to market with the uh, new Top 25 based upon the High School Football America algorithm. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from sunny Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. <laughs>